GZM Shows, creators of Six Minutes and The Hollow, present their latest spooky and hilarious audio adventure. It was the night before Halloween when all through the haunted house, creatures were stirring, especially a zombie mouse. Nina and Lucy's guide to slaying Dracula. Loosely based on the classic novel by Bram Stoker. Mina, do you hear those whispers? I think they're coming from the ocean. Look out! When a mysterious ship washes ashore in Whitby Bay, best friends Mina and Lucy begin to wonder if there's something strange about the new kid in school. Hi, everybody. My name is Vladimir. You can call me Vlad. Vlad? Vlad. With Professor Van Helsing as their guide, Mina and Lucy will come face to face with a terrifying threat from the legendary Dracula himself. <laughs> New episodes of Nina and Lucy's Guide to Slaying Dracula available in October on the GCM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you remember 21st September when Mina and Lucy's Guide to Slaying Okay, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Welcome to Retelling the News! Uh, today we are going to be discussing both the casting announcement and release of Mina and Lucy's Guide to Slaying Dracula, a new podcast from Gen Z Media in which it's basically a modern middle grade retelling of Dracula, very loosely. <laughs> I'm your host Jasmine Garcia and joining me today are... I'm Callie. And I'm Shmilo. This podcast kind of came out of nowhere, but just in time for spooky season. And the main headline on this deadline article, Editor Jasmine here, I really should have made a pun on of that is that Bradley Whitford was cast to play Van Helsing and I just I had to get Callie on because they are a huge fan of Mr. Whitford and also vampire media in general I am your local vampire expert <laughs> you're our very own Van Helsing <laughs> No, see, see, Callie is not going to try to slay the vampires. <laughs> According to this article, Mina and Lucy's Guide to Slaying Dracula is going to be a 20-episode serialized podcast. And even in its own trailer, it says it's a very loose adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. So let's kind of just discuss our thoughts because not only have we, you know, read the article, we did also take the time to listen to the pilot episode that released just yesterday as, as of this recording on the 21st. I thought it was adorable. Adorable is the best way to put it. It is yeah. so cute. It is very cute. Like, right off the gate, you've got basically these modern preteen versions of Mina and Lucy who are clearly very into the spooky shit. They're Mina, having a picnic in the graveyard of all exactly. things. And they're making their it, own treats too. It just like brought so much of my Halloween childhood back. Lauren Wells. But yeah, this was an adorable little pilot. They're out of the graveyard. Mary Shelley would have been so proud. Then we get the main reason we were talking about this, Bradley Whitford as 
Mina's grandfather, Professor Van Helsing. Which was kind of a surprise for me, but it kind of reminds me of like the 1927 rewrite of the original Dracula play where they have Lucy actually be the daughter of Jack Seward. Yeah, like a lot of Dracula adaptations for necessity purposes or just because the creators wanted to have kind of made several adjustments to not to characterizations, actual relationships. Shami, I know for witsy reasons, you're pretty familiar with Dracula at this point. Callie, how familiar are you with the original Dracula story? I like, I tried to read Dracula daily and then I got out of it and I just said, Editor Jasmine again, I definitely should have roasted them more. Resident vampire expert, my ass. <laughs> Love you, Callie. <laughs> I am waiting for the book version as of now, actually, because I pre-ordered it for the bookmark because I'm nothing if I'm an old brand. No, you are. That, 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 that tracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as for me, like, I took a gothic horror and literature class in my undergraduate, and Dracula was probably one of the main features there, including Frankenstein, but oddly enough, no Carmilla, even though that is quintessential lesbian vampire. Not only that, it helped inspire Stoker while he was writing Dracula. Not a lot of people know that Carm came first, and she was actually pretty instrumental in his inspiration for how the Dracula novel would go. As for me, I have actually not read the book yet. I've, I've dabbled in Dracula Daily, but there is a really great podcast called Fictional, where his whole thing is just kind of summarizing classic literature that might be a little inaccessible to certain audiences. So I did mm-hmm. listen to every episode regarding Dracula. And, that, and also there are certain adaptations that cannot be named as of now because struck work. I've got the mason jar to collect the pens here, folks. No, the the her- the hearse was so cute. Like, oh, thanks for noticing I wash it. No, no, you didn't wash it. No, <laughs> the fact that he's riding in a hearse is so on brand for him. And like, he doesn't even bother to hide the stakes like in his back seat. Or like, oh, I just need that for gardening. And then, oh, let's just focus that, on this That's thing. on brand for the actor. That's on yep. brand. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Because when I first read the headline, I was like, Bradley Whitford is Van Helsing. I'm having some trouble seeing it. But then the moment I heard him and I was like, Okay, I see what you're going for here. We're going for somebody who kind of plays himself off as just a harmless... Quirky grandpa. Yeah, harmless, quirky grandpa. And then he's going to be badass and it's going to be great. (laughs) I'm not ready. And you know that when Mina finds out about the vampires, she's going to go, I could have been vampires this entire time. How dare you? Grandpa, you betrayed me! That is so true. It's just a delightful little little show and, already. I'm already in love. And like, when he's like, were you guys alone? They're like, yeah, yeah. it's a graveyard. Duh. Grandpa, do we need to put you in a home? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't quite say that, but... It was heavily implied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just but... cracked me up. Like, And Jonathan, he's such a cute little nerd. Protect uh... him. He's so skeptical of all the things that are going on. Which is funny because within the novel, of course, Jonathan is the first person who finds out shit is weird. Technically, he doesn't really, like, plays it off as, oh, this is just an eccentric old man. When he's literally climbing down the walls. Exactly. (laughs) This is fine. This is fine. Everything's normal. Pay no attention. What, what, what? Was there a man climbing down the walls? I had no idea. How odd. (laughs) Are you sure you weren't seeing things? Yeah, so it is actually kind of fun to have him be the skeptic and also not be the first character we really see. Like, he comes in much later in the episode. And then there's Dracula with his little farmer hat. <laughs> the straw hat just threw me off so much. And then hissing like a cat when the light comes on. I mean, that. No, yeah, Jess. He's like, you're gonna let me wear my hat. 
No, I know. I don't remember. No, I mean, I don't remember the straw hat in the original story. Oh, yeah, that's because it wasn't. That is not a thing. That is not no, a thing. No, it's just a podcast. You. Yeah, so now we must speculate on what the fuck the straw hat is for. <laughs> He's a farmer from Kansas. Well, that's a weird twist on the Dracula lore. Midwestern vampires would be such a weird thing to explore. Sorry there, friend. Didn't mean to bump into you. Any chance I can come in? <laughs> You've been sitting on that this whole time? <laughs> oh, sorry there, friend. I didn't mean to bump you there. You want me to heal you up there? And then when Dracula introduces himself as Vladimir, but call me Vlad. Like, I, oh, I was no. so sure that either Mina or Lucy were going to look at each other and go like, what? Like the Impaler? <laughs> that would have been cute. Funny. Yeah, no. It's just like, it was so cute. The girls were like, the sleepwalking was fun. Nice little call out to the fact that Lucy's the first major character who is a victim. It's great. And the fact so, that this has been going on for a while, is this like Dracula's influence or is she being like hypnotized by other vampires? Well, I mean, it's implied that it ha started happening after her father died. So it's, oh. it's, so it's possible what the angle that they're going for here is... PTSD. Yeah, PTSD that is amplified by the presence of dear old Drac here. Also, the fact that Lucy made it out to the harbor in like a few minutes. How small is this town in the first place where like Mina's like running around everywhere and she does it in like two to three minutes tops? Listen, I can attest, having lived on a dirt road, that this is entirely feasible. <laughs> Yep, that's true. I live right by a dirt road. No, nope, I beat um, you. I lived on a dirt road with goats. I know. But no, they're so, like, these girls are just so cute and innocent. And I wasn't to stay that way, and they're not, and I'm sad about it. Yeah, the girls are absolutely adorable, and I am rooting for this story going for a power of friendship angle. Yes. I think it is. I, I don't think it's going in another direction. It doesn't seem like it. One thing that always bugs me in Dracula adaptations is that they really don't do enough with Mina and Lucy's friendship. Like, exactly. very rarely do. They pretty much just pit them against each other in a Which is stupid. Way. That's yeah. dumb, and we're not going to do that. Like, they're never, like, actively at odds. I've at least never seen a version where they're actively at odds, although, because th thank God, because I could easily see somebody trying to mm -hmm. pull that. But don't give them ideas. Her, it does seem like Mina gives up on her so very easily once she's a vampire. Yeah. I really feel like. That always felt and wrong to me. I mean, I get it. Obviously, vampires are unequivocally evil in the world of original novel, obviously. But... Not good friendship. Well, and, I mean, in fairness, she is eating literal babies, <laughs> practically. Okay, I didn't know that, but, but yeah, I wouldn't give up on you if it was you. Aww. I would save you. Well, gee, thanks. Exactly. Like, I've always wanted to see more versions where... Mina tries to find the humanity in her friend again or I know at one point I was trying to write a version where she just realizes monster or not she is still Lucy and we are going to figure this shit out and to modern media's credit there's a lot of versions where they do kind of help redeem Lucy kind of help her come up with her own life in fact we're going to be covering such media on this podcast very soon Reluctant Immortals by Gwendolyn Keast. Keep an eye out for it. I've just started reading it and whoo! But not a lot of them really address her ever seeing Mina again. And I feel like that's doing them a disservice. You don't give up on people. But also, 
when you look at the novel, like it, a lot of it is like an epistolary style where Lucy and Mina are writing letters towards each other, and you build this fantastical little friendship, and it just all falls apart because of Dracula. I just wanted like I just wanted like Mina to like take up a stake and like say this was for my friend. Oh, that would be beautiful. It didn't happen. I mean, she did team up with them, of course, though they kept on trying to stop her from teaming from turning up into them. a vampire herself. Yeah. Well, that too, but also they were trying to be like no no you are the woman we are the men you are going to stay here and she's just kind of rolling her eyes and eventually they realize they need her because you know she and Dracula have that mental connection because for whatever reason she is extra special to him listen you gotta have that Mary Sue you gotta have the Mary Sue with the uber special secret special connection Okay, no, we are not gonna we are no, not gonna insult no, Mina Mina Harker that way. No, I refuse. No, I'm I'm joking. Like that that's like okay. not what it is, but like that's how people act like it is. You're not wrong, and they try to romanticize it when within the novel. No, it is. It very much horrifies and traumatizes her. Like I said, I am rooting for power friendship. I am rooting for crouching more on hidden badass. I am rooting for that for Bradley's Van Helsing. Please, please am... give it to me. Please give it to me. I need yes. it. <laughs> Consider me fucking hyped over this little podcast. I am looking forward to seeing where this goes. Any predictions for the next episode? Because there are certain plot threads in the pilot that I feel like are going to be relevant later. Like Lucy's dad's death. And then the death of Mina's parents. Which happened on Halloween. Yeah. And she even says how she thought it would ruin it, but and it actually ended up making it more special to her. Mm-hmm. And considering how many different cultures consider that day to be the day where the veil is kind of thinner, I do wonder if maybe there's going to be something there. That'd be cool. And, and then yeah. we forget the satchel that Mina took from the ship. I want to know where this town is, that there's just a freaking harbor with a boat. A boat that just where crashes, are we? nearly crashes into the girls. Like, they're poor I'm at- girls. I have a lot of questions geographically that just does not make any sense I mean, it could be in New England, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But like, boats? Boat? Where? Where? It's like an old pirate ship. Right, but like, I'm still confused because like, like, there's not many. Like, would it be an oceanside town? I guess. Yeah, it could be a coastal town. Yeah, there are coastal towns. Yeah, somewhere I was born in one. Of all the things to keep absolutely straight from the novel, the Demeter. Yes, I, I, I am tickled by this. The what? The Demeter, the name of the ship. The Demeter is the name of the ghost ship pretty much and we hear lucy muttering the demeter she's here yeah i think she did pronounce it demeter which i i have to admit i've only ever heard her demeter Demeter yeah but like what's its reference to dracula what's this that's the name of the ship in dracula what ship the ship that he comes to new england on i didn't i didn't know that yeah yeah a very blink and you miss a thing but i mean that is how he gets from transylvania to England. He oh. comes on a boat, left no survivors. The only way to go to go across is by ship, or shipwreck in this case. And he has to be in his coffin with dirt from his grave. That is delightful. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? That does bring up something. How are they going to adapt Renfield in this? Because I feel like they gotta, right? Renfield, that so, is he the psychiatrist dude? No, he's the minion. Yeah, he is Dracula's minion. He basically, you know, mind fucked him real bad. So now he's he's his thrall, basically. He's convinced that he is going to turn him into a vampire at some point, 
and he eats a lot of bugs to try to get some blood in him. It'd be hilarious if they made Renfield like Vlad's guardian. Oh, that'd be interesting. I don't know where I they'll go with it, but I'm curious yeah. to see now. So I wonder what other like original elements. I know this says loosely based, like in quotation marks and everything. They exactly. even say it in the trailer, in which the is done in a very delightful accent. Transylvanian accent. Yes, we love it. I'm I very curious to see what else they'll take. Yeah, and I do wonder, like, is Vlad going to switch between ages as well in this adaptation? And that's where that one narrator voice is coming from. Yeah, uh, because yeah. Because because Richie, Richie Costner is voicing Dracula. Yeah, but the voice actor for Vlad is different. So I wonder if they're doing, I'm playing my own guardian angle. Which would be hilarious. Or is this a father and son venture? Like, I am very excited to find out. Like, I am. Gonna... This is going to be interesting either way. I don't really care how it goes. I'm excited no matter what the journey we go on is. Mm-hmm. Get the hype. Let's get batty. <laughs> finally fit it in. Yes. You did it. I'm so proud of you. I'm really excited to see Van Helsing be an awkward weirdo who then just randomly starts staking people. I can't wait for all that fan art. Oh, the fan art's good. If there is is a big enough fan base, which I really hope there is. Oh, there will be. be really yeah, and then there is that clip art of like Mina and Lucy together with Lucy with, sh- with short purple hair. Little alt babies. Yeah. They're so cute. How absolute dare they be so cute. Like, I want to protect them. They have no idea protect them. They're so little. Protect them at all costs. Oh, this is kind of the downside of engaging with this kind of media as an adult. Because I know that there is a major difference between consuming this media when you are the same or maybe a little bit older. And when you are old enough, be these kids guardian. And you're just like, oh, no, you have no business doing this. You're just ready to grab a steak from the hearse and then shank a dude. Especially if it does turn out that Vlad is just play- is uh, switching between ages. Yeah. No, I don't think. That is just creepy. If that would be I, a creepy angle. I don't think that's where the they're going to go with it though i really really don't it doesn't seem like that's something they're they're leaning towards yeah this comes off a little too lighthearted for them i want to know more about the straw hat yeah yeah because again pretty sure there was no adaptation that's had that i know if i'm wrong listeners the only thing that there there was a top hat but and that was and then and then the sunglasses to shield them from the sun but oh yeah this yeah this guy clearly just has the straw hat oh sorry about that what a weird dead hit there He's very determined to keep it on to the point where he hypnotizes the teacher and it was very funny. Oh, that hat there protects me from the sunburn, don't you know? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of worse ideas. I mean, the thing about the Dracula novel is he did not burn in the sun then. Oh, no, but like, that was the... No, that was he was just a daywalker, like... pretty much. But that was because he had blood. True, but yeah, no, the whole burning in the sun thing was never part of the novel. No, as far as we know, the only thing deterring him is that silver cross and a stake through the heart and cutting his head off. Exactly. Like, vampires did not use to burn in the sun at all. So, much as the purists hate to admit it, Twilight was a little more accurate to Dracula than most of its adaptations. Sorry, not sorry, boys. Unless unless his excuse about UV light was actually a thing, because that can be actually harmful. Oh yeah, for sure. UV light is very harmful. It's not just harmful to vampires, folks. Please wear sunscreen. Or just be like me and stay inside. This is going to be amazing. That's the final thought. As long as they don't take it in a dumb direction, it's going to be great. Listen for the next episode coming up wherever podcasts are near you. Yep, and while you're at it, you can listen to our backlog as well. Alas, we will not be covering this weekly because as Sam pointed out, it would be kind of gilding the lily to do a weekly podcast about a weekly podcast. 
It would be very meta of us. But the good news is in celebration of the spooky season. Starting in October, we are going to be doing five whole episodes. Every Monday in October, we will be doing something to celebrate the classic monsters and gothic literature that help build spooky season into what it is. And then finally, on October 30th, we are going to be doing a Monster Mash episode. So please stay tuned. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. It was a smash. It was a graveyard smash. Oh, Anything yeah. else we want to plug? <laughs> go, go, go pick it line if you can. Support the artists fun. Because as fun as this was to talk about, there are so many different Dracula adaptations I would have liked to have talked about, but we cannot. <laughs> but we will. We will. Pay your writers and actors the living wage they deserve. And quit with the AI. You can't copyright it anyway. <laughs> no. And I think that's going to be what leads to the end of this, but. I hope so. Yeah. And as always, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok at Faye Riviera. We also have a Twitter account for this very podcast at IER Podcast. Spooky season has officially arrived, folks, so stay tuned.